from. But my friend, the Bible tells me that we need to lift up Jesus. Amen. Amen. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to him. And that's why I preach to the church, honey. If we can uplift Jesus, he said, I'll draw all men to me. Honey, I find today that we want to put a notch in our pistol. Amen. That we have won this and we've won that. And we ain't never won nobody. Glory to God. It's God that's done the drawing and God that took part in it. And I just need the glory, God, that I got to be in the presence of one or two that we've seen saved. And one or two that we've got to go down to the creek and baptize. And one or two that we've seen that God lifted. Well, glory to God. That God lifted their burden. When their burden was so heavy they couldn't carry it. They got rid of all that load of sin and God delivered them. And I thought we need to submit ourselves unto God. Holy submit ourselves unto God. Amen. And resist the devil. And he said he'll have to flee from us. So there ain't no point in us being beat down. There ain't no point in us being led back into drugs and back into the things of the world because God through Jesus Christ gave us an escape. Amen. That we don't have to be beat down. Uh, we might have cancer, brother, but we don't have to be beat down. Glory to God. Uh, there's a body like old, old Henry ain't never seen waiting for him on the other side. And I know we don't want to leave here till it's time to come, but bless God, we can't lose if we'll hang on to Jesus. Amen. For his name's sake, uplift the name of Jesus like we've never uplifted it before. And uh, you'll make some mad, you'll aggravate some. And uh, one told me today that they'd uh, uh, they, uh, they call me a heretic. I was, I was crazy, but a, a heretic is uh, just contrary to orthodox doctrine. I'm going to tell you, the doctrine that's going on in America today, amen, is, is not orthodox. It's a mess, amen. Uh, glory to God. We can't live in sin and still say we're a child of God, amen. God said, I won't dwell in an unclean temple. He didn't say that I'll dwell in a saved, unclean temple. He said, I won't dwell in an unclean temple. And amen. Uh, we're telling people they're saved that ain't never been saved, ain't been born again. I'm going to tell you, if you've been born again, you want to be in the house of God. You want to do something for God. And I, I know we can get hurt and we get our, our toes stepped on and we get, but I'm going to tell you, God said it's good. God said it's good. The way of the transgressor is hard. You know why? Why there's you know why there's so much schizophrenia and bipolar people on drugs today? They're transgressors. Amen. Go ahead and go ahead and aggravate. They're transgressors on God. They want to serve God on Sunday or when they want to or at the time they want to, but they don't want to serve God wholeheartedly, and it makes them miserable. That's why they think church is so hard. The Bible never told me the church was hard. What's hard is, is the flesh trying to beat me down. Amen. And I, I won't totally turn it over to God. I got problems, amen. I got problems in every direction I turn. But God's taking care of them. Lord's blessed me. There's several things ain't went my way lately, but praise the Lord in Him. And He said in the 23rd Psalms, had any of you ever heard the 23rd Psalms? <laughs> I remember a lady told the preacher, she said, there in Low Gap, she told the preacher, she said, I want nothing done, don't want nobody, don't care if I don't nobody come. She said, I want you to be there and just get up and read the 23rd Psalms. But can I tell you, her life wasn't a, ch a, church, a life of church. Her life wasn't a Christian walk. Her life wasn't a Christian walk. I, I believe a Christian wants something. 
I believe the Christian would like to have another message. When I lay there, I want somebody to preach Jesus. Maybe a broken heart. A heart would be broken because Bill had died. Maybe that old heart was needed to be saved. And if somebody will preach the gospel, that might be the time. It's, at a funeral, is a great time to give an invitation. If they come or if they don't, God can still speak to them. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Old Psalmist David, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And he said, I shall not want. I ain't, I ain't going to have to want for anything. If, if we serve the Lord, God will give us our heart's desire. If we're serving the Lord, we won't be asking amiss. I won't be asking for a helicopter or a jet or, or cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. I won't ask amiss if I'm, if I'm righteous with God. If I'm where God wants me to be. And he said, he maketh me to lie down in green pasture. And I've read this, there's no telling how many times. He said, he maketh me to lie down in green pasture. And old David is seeing himself uh, as a sheep. He's seeing himself, glory to God. And there's two or three things in there that makes me know for sure that David is seeing himself humble. And what, what more is a, is a sheep looking for than green pasture? For grace. They ain't looking for nothing else. They're, they're not really even worried about the wolf getting them. They're depending on the shepherd to take care of it. And, and Patsy and them used to raise sheep, and they could tell you some stories that I don't even know about the sheep. But, but sheep is a great example how humble the sheep is. And when it's attacked, it'll just lay down. When it falls in a hole, it, it, just, it just lays there. Waiting for help. And he said, He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And I thought about a sheep is kind of scary. So I, can, I just imagined uh, in, a, in a creek and then the, the little pool of water. And all of you fished and met up and down the creek. And there'll be swift places, but still water. That old sheep ain't afraid of that still water. It ain't a moving. <clears throat> he said, he maketh me to lie down in green pasture and leadeth me beside the still water. What else could a sheep want than green pasture and drinking water? What, what else would he need to survive? The shepherd's taking care of the enemy. Ain't no wonder so many people read this or want it preached at a funeral or get it on their mind. And he said, in the third verse, he said, He restoreth my soul and he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Bush has been teaching on righteousness there the last Sunday or two, and it's just morally right, justifiable. Righteous is just obeying, measuring up to the Word of God. And he said, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. He leads us there that His namesake might be glorified. God don't want His, his, his sheep hungry, and He don't want them thirsty, and He don't want them out of the path. I thought in Israel, and, and it totally amazed, totally amazed me that they'd have little piles of rocks 
As we come from Judea up, up to Jerusalem and they have little piles of rock and the shepherd would, would mark his little pasture. Well, these sheep would walk around those hillsides, not passing each other, not crowding in like we do at the cafe, not, not dodging in to get more food. They were in line. The shepherd on some of them, I saw the shepherd in front, and sometimes I seen a donkey in front and I seen the shepherd behind. But they were always in a line. And I seen several, several herds of them heading out to feed. And I went in a shepherd's tent that made me think of Abraham. And the man actually smelled. He lived in there with his sheep. Dirty clothes, and he had a little place with sticks over on the side where the little ewe lambs, the little baby lambs, that he, that he would take care of special till they wouldn't get laid down on by the big lambs. And it, it blessed my heart to go in there, and he could talk a little bit, of, little bit of English. But I thought the shepherd never would leave his sheep. He stayed right with his sheep. Y'all read about David, the little shepherd boy. He stayed there when the bear come. He, he had to be with his sheep. That's just an example of what God is doing for us. God said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He's right there to take care of us. Henry, it's encouragement to me and it's encouragement to you that the Lord is right there. And sometimes natural eyes, we can't see it. And sometimes pain and agony and the doctor's diagnosis and it brings us down till we, we take our eyes off of the Lord. But the Lord's right there to take care of us. Whichever way it goes, God has got this thing. God's taking care of America. God has blessed America. Amen. And how God has watched over his sheep. And I thought, I laid there in the bed last night and I thought, how many times that I could have been hurled out into eternity? Been shot at, swung at with a knife. I think eight car wrecks. Part of them was after I saved. But God... God took care of me. They told me in the 60s, said, you'll never work again. They're right. At 80, I don't do much work. But I, I kept laying bricks. And they had me wrote up on disability. I said, I've been back to work for two weeks. I praise God for it. I'm not slurring if you're on disability. I'm not slurring that. I'm telling you, God has took care of me, and I've got to give my testimony. I can't, I can't give yours. God saved me. He took care of me. He, he gave me some green pasture when it looked like there wasn't no green pasture, and he put me beside some still waters, and he let me know the shepherd was there to take care of my enemy. Praise the Lord. And he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm going to tell you, we need what David had. There's a place in Jerusalem they call the shadow of death. Through the valley, but I'm just talking about in everyday life. And I know, and I know people get tired of hearing it, but it was my heart attack. It was me dying. It was me that God spared in the shadow, in the valley of the shadow of death. 
when life was gone, there wasn't nothing working right, and I had no energy. I couldn't do anything myself. There the shepherd was. There God was. How many times in your life? There ain't, there ain't no doubt in my mind. Roger couldn't do a thing for himself, couldn't even get out of bed. And the shepherd took care of him. The unseen shepherd, you couldn't reach out and touch him with your hand, but through the eyes of faith, the shepherd had his hand on him. I say glory to God for what God has done for us. I tell you, when the elderly went to marching around the church, it stirred my soul. Amen. To see that, that they could be down, but they showed the young people they still a little spunk. They still a little life that the shepherd is taking care of some old folks. Amen. Uh, amen. We can't go run a chainsaw like we used to, but we can make a circle once in a while. Amen. We can drink coffee and talk about the Lord. We still got a testimony. Amen. amen. Yeah. I don't have a desire to run a chainsaw no how. I have a desire to serve God. Amen. Testify the goodness of the Lord. I want to make the devil a liar. He told me, Andy, till I was 26 years old, I couldn't have fun as a Christian. You don't want to be in church with them old fogies. Go ahead and live your life. Then you can get saved sometime when you get old. He didn't tell me I might die. He would have told me another lie when I got old. Yeah. He tells some of the old folks that you just went so far now, there ain't no use, you, the Lord won't hear you. Yeah, he'll change his story, but he'll tell you a lie. He'll just keep telling you a lie. I've had some fun serving the Lord. I've enjoyed serving the Lord. And every now and then when that special spirit comes down, oh, glory to God. Bourbon can't touch it. I'm telling you, it can't. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. America is scared to death today. I thought, I thought about, and I don't want to be stupid or crazy about it, But one little boy make a threat that he might shoot or tear down somebody in the church. So the whole county wants to lock up. We, we want to shut down. I, I don't want nobody to come in here and go to shooting you off. I hope if they do come in, they shoot me first. But think about, does it not put fear in our hearts? When some hears it, they'll say, well, I'm not going to church. I'm not taking a change on that. Maybe when they can come and steal the converter off a church fan. I remember at Ivy Green, the deacon told me that they come in and use the bathroom behind the pulpit. When they can do that, there's evil abound. The devil's working. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, 
they comfort me. And that had just never hit me till today. And I looked up the word rod. And one of the dictionaries gave, or maybe it was Google, I don't know. Whatever I looked at said the King James Version changed the staff to rod in the book of Exodus. It said where the serpent, the rod was turned into a serpent and then turned back to a rod. They said it was the staff when Moses hit the rock and water come out of it. Said the King James Version, give it, and I'm not arguing that either way. Gave it as the rod. But we probably understand rod just a little better. And then where he touched the sea, the Red Sea, and it parted. And I looked up the definition of rod, and it the concept of the rod is authority, it's power. It's discipline and defense of the sheep. I believe every shepherd boy seemingly had a rod. They leaned on it to walk with. They had it to fight off the enemy that come. There's power in the rod. The Bible said, spare the rod and spoil the child. If we spare the word of God, amen, our church is spoiled. Our churches everywhere are spoiled. We do what we want to. It's not my, it's not my decision whether I go to church on Sunday or not. God said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So it's not left up to me to decide what I want to do. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And it's so hard. Y'all know exactly what I'm saying. I've been cut by the Word of God. The Bible said it's sharper than a two-edged sword. I've been cut by the Word of God. And it's hard for that to be comfort, ain't it? When you're bleeding... But when you're in pain and you get it fixed and sewed up and God anoints it and you're healed up, amen, and you start trying to live right and straighten up that that hits you so hard, amen, then that's comfort. Comfort don't always come. But that old sheep, you think about that sheep. When the wolf come and that shepherd ride back with his, with his rod, smacked that old wolf right in the face, and the wolf turned around and barked and run off. Think about the comfort of the sheep. And I watched right over here on 74. I don't even know if there's sheep there now or not. But in bad weather or, or at different times, I seen them and there's all together. Y'all seen that? They may be 75 or 80 sheep just in a huddle taking care of each other. Amen. We might all need to just come to the front rows where you think. And huddle and rub elbows. How about it? You know, we dodge, churches, we dodge each other. 
There's some we'll speak to and won't talk to, and others we wouldn't say a word to them at all. That ain't Bible. Some we'll just pray and pray and pray over, worry ourselves to death over them, and a nothing, it don't even matter if they're there or if they ain't. Is that not how we are? I preached a message one time, out of sight, out of mind, at a funeral. You forget about you forget about people you don't see. Amen. I'm going to try to be here as long as I'm able. I want you all to pray for me. Amen. I want you to huddle in around me when the devil tries to get me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I could help Jamie when Jamie's in trouble or when he's got a problem or things is bothering him. That's what we're here for. That's what God set the church up for. And Satan's done everything in his power to separate the church. The rod of God will bring us together. And there's comfort in it. There's still power in it. There's still peace in the Word of God. And I looked up the word staff. And it said it represents all that is long-suffering and kind. And it gives the, that it was a rod and a lot of them had a, a hook in the end of them till they could reach out and grab the little ewe lamb and pull him back with a hook. But they could lean on it and they were kind, they cared. I don't believe David, when he was a shepherd, I don't believe David cared more for one of his sheep than he did the other one. I know there's people easier to like than this. I'm not an easy person to like. Amen. But like me anyhow. You say, devil, I'm going to like that old crazy thing anyhow. We need to love one another. That's all God requires of us. To love one another. To care about one another. You know, Christmas is all about Jesus. I thought I got a call from Dr. Bill this evening. And uh, it was right before I come to church. And Jimmy Anderson. And this don't mean nothing to you all. Butch could buy. He said Butch and his gang. <laughs> Butch could buy y'all a Coca-Cola and an oatmeal cake. And I bet. I said, why wouldn't you bring me a Pepsi? And said, I'd rather have a moon pie than an oatmeal cake. That's where our young ones are. But if we're sitting behind bars, told me what you sung, Joy to the World, didn't you? You sang Joy to the World over there? Yeah. Well, what does that mean, behind bars? The farthest they can go is that bar. But we can pay no attention to Joy of the World and go right through. Never stop and give God praise for a cup of coffee or a, or a cocoa that somebody give us. Every now and then, an old boy I worked with, I worked with him 25 years. His health got bad. He was baptized a few weeks ago. And me and Janet was in the cafe in Galax. He come by and picked up my ticket. Never bought me a cup of coffee in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
I got to crying. <laughs> you missed that. I got to crying in it right in the middle of the cafe till I got the snubs. <laughs> I thought, well, he must have really got saved. And he went down the creek to be baptized. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, well, he wanted to come by and buy our meal. I had enough money to buy my meal. was planning on buying my meal. But that's how God works. It wasn't the meal, the money. It's just you got to know him to know. <laughs> I don't care if I cry in my gravy. It may help it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Some places I need to cry in it. Karen ought to be shouting she can talk. The rod of God, after the hurt, I thought I'm giving up so much. I thought I was giving up everything and I gained everything. Satan go right down to the little nitty gritty. You can't do this and you losing that. People laugh at you. And by the way, you ain't never stuck with nothing. You won't stick with it if you was to get saved. I heard that over and over and over. Over and over and over. Hallelujah. Glad I'm in the house of God today. Hallelujah. And he said, Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff of God comforts me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Has our cup run over lately? You know, seems like when it gets just about full, seems like something comes up till stops it from running over. The phone will ring, or or something, something will hinder. I need to let it sit there for the glory of God till my cup runs over. He put us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. That's what I'm preaching, his namesake. There prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Death is an enemy, and the Bible said that Death is the last victory. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's the victory? Man has a fear of the unknown, and none of us don't know the death till it comes. And there's a little fear of that happening. But we need to get rid of that. We need to put it in the hands of the Lord. We need to let Him anoint our head. <coughs> 
Todd knows. Todd can tell you the truth. And I stood up in the car the best I could stand up and get my breath. But Todd will tell you there wasn't no fear. Janet will tell you there wasn't no fear. Maybe the next time. But I praise God. You know why there wasn't no fear? Let me tell you why. We'd been in revival. I'd been to the altar multiple times. Instead of one time a day or maybe don't go at all, I'd prayed my heart desire. I hadn't left the house. I prayed God touching our revival, save us soul. That's when fear leaves us. Amen. When we dedicate ourselves to God. Am I always there? No, I ain't always there. But I praise God that it come at that time when I was prayed up. And it shows me I need to stay prayed up, and I ain't always. That prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You think about that. Sit right down in the very middle of, of all of your enemies, all the death and everything that's coming at you from every side. You sit right down beside of it, right in the middle of it, and God prepares a table for you, and you sit there and eat the goodness of God right in front of all your enemies. You think that don't make the devil mad? Psalms 23 has meant more to me the last couple of days than ever in my life. I praise him for it. Every pastor we've ever had has preached it. One right after another has preached it. Another can quote it. Everybody knows it. But are we using it? The rod of God is power. The rod of God is overcoming. We can overcome. We've got to overcome to inherit eternal life. That prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I've watched people. Johnny Heiss, I did Johnny Heiss' funeral. Him and Scotty, about the same age, did his funeral a couple of years ago. and He'd lost the only daughter he had. He said, I've cussed God. He'd go back to drugs. He said, why did God take my... This is right here in a low gap in America. Why did God take my daughter? She was his. She, she was God's to do what... We're God's. Whether we live or whether we die, we're God's to do what he wants to do with us. We need to praise him, Andy, that we're still walking around. Need to praise him for what he's done for us. I was proud yesterday. A fellow Andy and I worked with, and Andy's name come up, and I told him how much better Andy was doing. His health, it ain't perfect. But my Lord, the old boy's 80 years old. He's doing good. He's doing good. But God's touched him. Doing better than he was a year ago, Andy Brenda. Yeah. Falling out, knocking out, and not knowing where he's at and how he got there and find him laying in the yard. Whole lot better. Praise God. That prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I told Johnny, I said, come on down here and let's go pray at the altar. And he 
He said, I, I don't want to go down there. I said, yeah, come on. We're going to go. I talked him into it. And I said, God gave his son. It means you could live. And it was less than a year when a truck fell on him and killed him. That prepares to, God gives us a change. We've got to step into it. When Satan visits our house, we've got to proclaim Jesus. The righteousness that God has given us. Not have no secret places in our life. Not have no hidden sins in our life. But be clean till we can sit in the middle of our enemies and eat what God has given us. That's good for me. And he said, surely goodness and mercy. Some says that's their angel, and I'll just accept that. It'll be fine with me. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'm sure that goodness and mercy has followed every one of us that's here today and our kids in the back and how God inspired them and uh, we're, we're in our right mind. We're, we're in safety under the shepherd today. And the word of God is, is food for our soul. Prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, that sounds like it might even surely in goodness be with us on Monday. And after the holidays is gone and Christmas is gone, still goodness and mercy will be there. Still the shepherd will be there if we want him. You know, it's a gloomy, doomy time seemingly after Christmas. Everybody spent all their money and got all their joys and their happiness and their gifts and everything done and just flop on January. Yeah, let's stay alive through January. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As a promise old David made, and it wasn't church then, it was tabernacles. They had a house church, but he said, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David, just like we are, he had to go back and say, God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Time and time again, especially when I was first saved, I had a lot of doubts for five or six months. And I have to, have to go back and try to renew and get God to talk to me. And Some of us are that way. Some accepted it right off and made it good. But we're all different. I struggled when I first got saved. But today I know I'm saved. I know I need to be in church. I need to pray more and I need to love more. We take for granted drinking a bottle of cocoa.
remember Mama and Artie Davis, they used to take turns. One would buy a Coke one day and the other the next. And they'd split a little bottle of six-ounce Coca-Cola in the old shirt factory. <coughs> I'm sure they wanted more. You've heard Mama talk about that. Drink three ounces of Coca-Cola. Boy, it beat nothing. Amen. Yeah. 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 Maybe less. I remember well when they went from a nickel to six cents. Yeah. Yeah. I would pray to Ramey. I owed him a quarter for five drinks. And I went down there and he tried to charge me 30 cents because it went up. I told him I bought him when it's a nickel. I worked on the road several weeks. Sonny's mama. And uh, I done forgot her name just like that. Yeah, Zell. She, uh, I stopped and talked to her there one day, and she knew me. And I told her how good I liked coffee. We'd come to work, and when everybody got started to work, I'd go up there and sit down with Zell and drink a cup of coffee on state time. We had some good talks. Yeah, she remembered me when I was a little boy. Anybody else got anything on the heart? I'm done. I've enjoyed Psalms 23. It's always been good, but it's just been gooder the last two days. Yeah, it's been less needed there. That's the way I took that tonight for me. Yeah. 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 And it's for who's.